This is a WKYT podcast. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Are you asking me or everyone? I don't know. <laughs> Here with a very everyone. animated Andrea today. Well, that's that's my aesthetic. As we prepare for Christmas, we're a couple days into Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff going on here. Um, how's it going, Andrea? It's good. I mean, you know, I still don't have kids of my own, so I feel like I'm in that weird phase of Christmas when you're mm-hmm. an adult with with no real attachments. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to maybe someday being able to celebrate the way you're going to get to celebrate yes, this year. It's gonna be very exciting. We've already got. Um, well, we'll take down the cage that's around the tree currently. So There's a cage around have, the tree. Yeah, oh, you have to see the picture. <laughs> we put up a fence around it basically because uh, we realized it was going to be a problem. Somebody tries to open gifts. Yeah. Oh, your mic's falling. Oh no. Okay. Like, if you hear that word sound, that's crisis what that was. averted. You're good. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. Okay, uh, I'm scooting back. Okay. You, you'll, you'll be fine. Your voice carries. Uh, yeah. So we've got lots of stuff going on there. It's very, very exciting. Do you um, remember what's your favorite like Santa gift? Or actually, here's a new discussion. How do you do Santa? People do it differently. So far, I mean, I guess we'll just sneak in the night. This is going to be our first. Last year, she was so young, she didn't really know what was going on. Right. Um, this year, I guess we'll just sneak in the night before. But I mean, like. stuff down there. So some people, all the gifts are from Santa. Some oh, no. Some people, like, no. the one big gift is from Santa. Yeah. Or just, no, we'll you tell know, it. Because I've seen a few posts, and it makes, and here's the thing. Um, when you grow up poor, you yes. find out the truth about Santa very early. Yes. <laughs> because you realize, like, oh. Santa right. doesn't really bring me everything I well, want. Well, also, it's like, you know, depending on how people do Santa, like Santa brings some kids an Xbox and then other kids, you know, a pack of gum. Exactly. And, so that's, and I saw a post about that. It made me think, yeah, because somebody's going to school and being that. like, oh, yeah, Santa brought me a PlayStation 4. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, Santa brought me some shoes. Yeah, because Mr. X was telling me that, like, they did their one big gift, like the one thing they wanted most at Christmas came from Santa, and then the rest of the stuff were, was from his parents. Yeah, and I was like, that's not how we did it at all. Yeah, and so that's I think that's what we're going to do. We'll do you know some of it will be from us. Some I want the credit. R- r- she's she's, <laughs> she's young enough right gift. now; it doesn't really matter. She's just going to open. She's not going to know. True. Like we were opening stuff with the family, and, and she'd open stuff and be like, "Okay, that's from your aunt Amber. Say thank you." And she'd go, "Thank you," and that that's oh. kind of it. And so, um, she doesn't enunciate everything clearly, but we can understand what she's saying. That's so sweet. So, uh, yeah, so she, uh, she now started saying thank you to all, everything. Pretty much you do something. She's like, thank hey, you. There are worse things. So there you go. So she she's a very say. polite child, yeah. Um, so I, I guess that's what we'll do. I think, you know, the next year and the year after that will be when we really start having to figure out right. the traditions. Right now, it's just, there's some stuff, rip it open. Do you remember the magic rags? They, like, came no. in the, the shape of a star oh, yeah. and, like, and you the put next them in there. band. That's, yeah. We got one every year. And I think we're going to get one this year again from Santa. <laughs> I, st- I still remember uh, my favorite Christmas gift. I think I, it was um, I got a Voltron A figure. Voltron. Yeah. Nice. Like the cats that you can turn into the oh, robot. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, so that was one of Mr. My X was telling me about how they woke up super early every year to see, like, if Santa had been there or yeah. not. And he and his sister went downstairs, and, like, they didn't see anything. And he said he, for some reason, looked in the shower, and there was food in there. He's like, we're getting a dog. We're getting a dog. And they got a puppy for Christmas. Aww. I'm like, that's the most iconic thing you can get. Which is also doing it the right way if you're getting somebody a gift. You know, you want parents who are also going to be there to take care of it just in right. case the kids aren't as... Yes. I, I, I did an interview uh, recently. We interviewed a lady at Most Valuable Pets, and that's one of the things I asked her about. And she said, yeah, if you're getting a, a dog, you know, a puppy, a gift, a gift from someone... Either talk to them ahead of time so that they oh, yes. know about it and they're ready for this. Like you don't want to surprise, you know, someone. I can totally with... see someone's grandma. Exactly, and it, and 
You, this is not something you want to. Thanks, spring. Janet. Yeah, like if you're going to be Are living in a house it? with them, exactly, <laughs> and you're ready for that responsibility. But yeah, don't just get somebody a, a pet. So that's yeah, that's good unless, advice. Unless you're going to be there to help take care of it in case things don't go right. Uh, okay, so today's oh, also on the back end, we're going to um, talk Reveal. about the winner mm-hmm. of the 2019. Uh, Christmas dinner side draft holiday meal draft. I don't know. But we still got to come up with some <laughs> better branding. But we got the winner. Uh, Andrea and I whisked out and uh, sent it out to the to the general public so that they could vote on it. I say it was a tie. I felt like it was very close. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we'll have that on the back half for the conversation today. Andrea, you weren't here, but you're going to get to listen to it. Yes. Um, my friend uh, Benito Serino came back, joined me and Miranda Combs, who uh set in as he, we talked about Christmas traditions from around the world. And that's what you're going to hear on this, is just kind of a deep dive into various versions of Santa Clauses, um, accompanying side characters, and, and traditions from all over the place. It was really interesting because if you're like me, you grow up, you know, uh, in eastern Kentucky, you've kind of got your set of traditions. All you know is Santa Claus. You don't really think of, and, you know, obviously uh, you think about baby Jesus, you think about the wise men, you've got all of, the, all of these things going on. And so um, it was kind of interesting to hear other places and how they celebrate it and how their traditions came about. I'm looking forward to this. I had to hanker um, the day this was recorded. So thank you to Miranda for filling in. Always, always willing to step in. She's always a fun feature of the podcast. Always has a interesting takes on everything. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of, I was like, well, if anybody's going to do it with me, it'll be fun to have Miranda there. So there you go. This is our conversation with uh, Benito Serino and we will see you on the back half. All right. So we're getting started, everybody. We're here with uh, Benito Serino. And um, special guest co-host today, Miranda Combs. Miranda, you excited to be here? Absolutely, always. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're always excited to be drafted in, even though you're happening at the last moment. And uh, we actually, he just handed us a gift. We have uh, some Schweizercraft Santas. And these are uh, Santas from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, done with uh, Benito and uh, another um, Kentuckian, Chris Schweizer. Um, He's a good follow on uh, Twitter and uh, Oh, sorry, we're, we're going to plug you in. Um, you may only be able to hear yourself. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, currently I don't hear anything. Hey, right. there's How about me. now? Okay, yep. 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 There oh, we this go. This is cool. So it's all the different Santas? Yeah. The, um, that collection, it's 10 different uh, takes on Santa, including a traditional you know, Catholic St. Nicholas and then Father Christmas, as he used to be in England before he just became straight up Santa Claus, but also the development of Santa Claus across um, American history before he kind of became codified as the red and white suited guy there, but also um, Père Noël, which is the French take on Father Christmas, and uh, Papa Noël, which is the uniquely Cajun style Santa who's Flat bottom boat is pulled by an alligator. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you you'd learn some stuff today, Brenda. So, uh, Benito was here before for our um, Kentucky legends and folklore stuff, but his true love is Christmas. It's true. Christmas all year round. Is that, is that kind of the. That's right. Um, I've got my uh, Santa Claus phone case, which at this time of the year, everyone goes like, oh, how festive. But I'm like, no, no, this was my phone case in July, also, like in October. This is the all the time. Okay, is that so your shirt year-round, too, or is that um, just for the holidays? I do have... I, uh, this wearing one, a Merry Christmas, You Filthy Animal from Home Alone. Yeah, that's Excellent. right. Um, I have a pretty sizable um, Christmas shirt collection. I, I went through most of it on uh, my... I recently... I just got back from Germany. My wife and I went to Germany to um, travel the various Christmas markets of Germany. And um, so I packed exclusively Christmas shirts. So I went through a pretty sizable portion of my collection there, but I did not... 
exhaust it. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I don't generally wear the Christmas shirts during the whole year because um, that one p- – People get upset about they're like like no wrong, everything in its oh, right like, time like music yeah in November. yeah uh-huh. I, uh, and so uh, I I I might wear one or two Christmas shirts in July and I also allow myself to listen to Christmas music in the month of July and because Christmas Christmas in July, in July. Christmas in July Christmas but, in July yeah but um, otherwise I I keep them I have a I have a special drawer for my holiday shirts because I do also have Halloween and St Patrick and other holiday shirts but what is it about christmas um well uh i've always been a big fan of christmas um from a young age it always felt very special um you know the food the decorations i liked the tv specials i was always very into um i still am very into the rankin bass stop motion you know rudolph and uh frosty and uh Santa Claus is coming to town and all those. Um, so, you know, as a kid, I was really into those. And then as I got older, I started finding out about um, world Christmas folklore. And uh, I kind of became obsessed with that, which I think is what I'm primarily here to talk about. Um, and that has been one of my chief uh, obsessions, you might say, for the last uh, 15 years or so. Um, Christmas is really weird. And I think people don't always know that especially in america where it's become um it's it's fully commercialized in a lot of ways yeah. and it, and it's all about like uh you know joy and light and happiness and that's not always the case right the point of christmas is that it's the darkest time of the year it's the it's the longest nights the darkest nights the coldest nights and so christmas is about um fighting off that darkness in a lot of way and now with you know we have electric lights and heat and there's not a lot of uh there's not much risk for most people certainly in america that um that christmas is going to be as dangerous a time but you know in the middle ages and um even up until the you know the 19th century that wasn't always the case christmas was a very dark time and uh so you had to have the holiday to kind of stave off the cold and the dark and as a result you know the time it was a time of scary things right christmas was a time of ghosts and witches werewolves especially that's one of the things in the, in the song you know tales of ghost stories yeah and a lot of people don't think about that in 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 that song it always that always struck me as kind of odd but i guess yeah. you know the history um, of christmas sure that's not that um, weird. in the victorian era especially telling ghost stories at christmas was the thing that you did right um some uh I mean, even in even in the UK today, if you were to go over there, they have usually Christmas specials at Christmas that are ghost stories, um, at, usually often adaptations of the author M.R. James, who's a well-known uh, Victorian ghost story author. Um, you know, of course, The Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens is a, is a ghost story. Um, the Turn of the Screw, which um, by um, Henry James, which is getting two major adaptations next year, um, the movie the turning that's got finn wolfhard i don't know if you've seen that uh trailer victor but also season two of the haunting of hill house is going to be an adaptation of uh, the turn of the screw and that's another that's another um ghost story at christmas kind of tale um and so yeah um yeah witches and werewolves vampires during that time as well um uh november 29th was saint andrew's eve and that was a time when vampires would be out and they would meet at the crossroads and uh vampires from neighboring villages would um 
so, so have I'm, a beat it style street fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at all these Santa Clauses from around the world. What what is your favorite um, interpretation? Because I know we all know, yeah, you know, jolly Santa Claus now. But I'm looking at some of these, and there's you know Papa Noel with his alligator and. Uh, I see some horns. I mean, just all kinds of stuff going on here. Uh, yeah, um, I'm a big fan of the kind of uh, the traditional St. Nicholas there on, on the top um, because, you know, he's got a lot of the most interesting stories around him. And um, he's he's right in that sweet spot for me between uh, historical person, folkloric person, and then a thing that has become a larger cultural icon. Um because there's yeah there's no sor- no shortage of um, Saint Nicholas stories from various regions where he's doing you know different miracles whether it's he's uh, astral projecting to save a wreck a shipwreck or he's uh, taming demons or he's using um, he's using the Holy Ghost powers to flip over pagan temples and wreck them or he's uh, punching heretics at um, the Council of Nicaea that's a more that's on the more high, uh, historical. <laughs> uh angle of things um yeah uh that that's one that a lot of people are learning about now is that uh council of nicaea was you know the fourth century um ecumenical council of all the bishops from around europe and the emperor constantine was there and it was there to they were there to address uh the the arian heresy which is a-r-i-a-n not related with a-r-y-a-n about a guy who basically said that um Jesus the Son was the creation of God the Father, and they were not two aspects of the same being. And that sounds like a minor detail to us today, but, the, the but that was, was huge. And um, so the guy who the heresy is named after, Arius, was there, and St. Nicholas got so mad. at um, It's literally in Greek. It's a one-letter distinction, whether they're homoousios, that is of the same substance. I told you you'd learn something. Yeah, right. or they're or they're homoousios, which is of similar substance. It's one it's one letter different in Greek, and um, over that argument, Saint Nicholas stood up, strode across the floor, punched Arius out in front of the emperor, which is a crime, and so he went to jail. <laughs> and uh, all according- because to him, that affected the divinity. Yeah, Jesus as correct. opposed to being right. actually part. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, according to the story, he was he was stripped of his bishop's robes and his Bible, but while he was in prison overnight, um, Mary and the baby Jesus showed up and uh, returned those things to him. There and, you go. Uh, and so, yeah, anyway, so there's there's no shortage of St. Nicholas stuff. He's, um, and I should say, you know, to... Again, to Americans, St. Nicholas, Father Christmas, Santa Claus, they're, thing, all, they're yeah. all the same. Um, in Europe, that's not really the case. St. Nicholas, you know, he has his own feast day, which is December 6th. And so in a lot of countries, they might have um, St. Nicholas come on the night of December 5th, you know, to put presents in their shoe or whatever. And that, that, um, That's another thing. I, like I see, I see yeah. Chris Kringle is listed here separately. And to Americans, yeah. Chris Kringle, Santa Claus, kind of the same thing. Yeah, sure. Um, that, that one we made as a separate... Uh, figure just because it was kind of a, a different stage in the development of, gotcha. of the figure of, of Santa Claus. Uh, Chris Kringle was, as a name, was used a lot more commonly in the, the 19th century, which is interesting. It's um, it's funny to me because the name Chris Kringle um, develops from the German name Chris Kindle, which means uh, the Christ child, and uh, the Chris Kindle it was and is a separate Christmas time gift giver um, that is still. Um, celebrated in uh, Germany, parts of Germany, um, Austria, Hungary, Czech Republic, different places. Um, uh, you know, 
uh, there's Germany had, kind of has a north-south divide and um, similar to the U.S., but their big distinction is the northern Germany is Protestant, southern Germany is Catholic. And so in the, in the Protestant parts of Germany, the major gift bringer is uh, what they call der Weihnachtsmann, which just means um, the Christmas man. I think, I think he's in there. Um, and he's basically just Santa Claus. If, if, you, um, if you go and you look at you know, decorations in northern Germany, it, the Weihnachtsmann is just, he's just Santa Claus. He's just Santa Claus. Um, whereas in the south, in um, the more Catholic parts of the country, and as you get into the Alpine oh, regions and, and um, Austria and such, um, you're, you're more likely to have St. Nicholas on the 6th. And so the gift bringer on Christmas is less St. Nicholas-y. And so, um, so the, the, uh, the Chris Kindle, the Christ child, was originally supposed to actually be baby Jesus. Like baby Jesus shows up on Christmas and gives you presents for his birthday. Um, but the common, the common depiction for hundreds of years now at this point, the Chris Kindle is um, usually looks like a young blonde girl, angel, right? Um, and to the point where, come on now. So like the, the most famous, um, probably the most famous Christmas market in the world is the, um, Nuremberg, uh, Chris Kindless mark, the Chris Kindle market there where every two years they elect a new, uh, young woman to play Chris Kindle. Um, I think she has to be between the ages of like 16 and 18. She, um, she has to be in high school. She has to have certain grades because, uh, like they have to be an A level student because the duties of the Chris Kindle are so much, they have to be out of school for like four weeks. And so it has to be somebody they feel confident can catch up with missing four weeks of school. And so, I mean, this year, um, there was a whole controversy because, uh, because the girl that was, um, named Chris Kindle this year, uh, was half Indian. And so there was a whole thing about like, Oh, dark, a dark skinned Chris Kindle, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was hoping, so, wow. you know, I was at, I was at, yeah, as we say, you were out, you were there. I was just there. I was hoping that I'd get to see her because she comes out to the market. Like she comes out on the stage and, you know, she, um, sp speaks and whatever. And they were like, she'll be out at four o'clock. And I was like, Oh wow. Where is she? And I couldn't find her. I really wanted a picture of myself with a Chris Kendall. I went into the tourist information office and they were like, yes, she appears every day from Tuesday to Friday. And I was like, I was like, it's Monday. I was like, it's Monday. Oh man. So no, I'm, so I missed the, I missed the Chris Kindle, but like, it's a big deal. I mean, um, she was on the front page of the newspaper while we were over there. I, gra I grabbed a uh, picture of the, um, the newspaper, but, um, wow. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, as I say, so just various forms of kind of santa claus all over the yeah. world what's the what's the commonality though i mean it seems like there's a pretty obvious one between all of them yeah um well uh the the the, com the common thread to just be like uh to get absolutely simple about it is is the he's an old man right you have you have the old man with the white beard and um now, is it always how, it's always giving right yeah say, yeah yeah and are the presents always reliant on you having been good or is it usually kind of... yeah usually um again you know a lot of these the, these go back hundreds of years and so you know it, the presents often used to be things they were fruit and nuts yeah. and maybe uh maybe a small toy can, and, and candy that, cookies in relation to the idea that the um like the wise men gave gifts to jesus so that's kind of yes well yes um there's <laughs> there's kind of there's a, a spectrum of approaches and interpretations for why do we give 
presents at Christmas, right? So like um, there's the people who say we give presents at Christmas because the wise men brought Jesus presents at Christmas, right? Then you have people on the other end of the spectrum who would say we give presents at Christmas because they gave presents at the Roman holiday of Saturnalia in December and Christians just copied that. Um, I don't believe either of those is true. Um, I believe the actual reason we give presents at Christmas is because you give presents at St. Nicholas Day mm -hmm. and Martin Luther during the Protestant Reformation wanted to draw attention away from saints, which he does not care for towards the Christ child, which is why, he, which is yeah. why he, Martin Luther is responsible for developing the figure of the Chris Kindle, um, as the actual Christ child bringing presents. Um, and so it's kind of ironic that a Chris Kindle is more popular in the Catholic parts of the country now and Catholic parts of Europe and B the name Chris Kindle have developed into Chris Kringle, another nickname for Santa Claus. Um, and that has to do with you. Well, know. So, so that's interesting to me because you, you see people who will say, well, there's a war on Christmas or, and they try to focus. They say, well, Jesus is the reason for the season. Mm -hmm. This has been happening for hundreds of years. This sounds yeah. like this fight has something that's been going on. Oh, yeah. For, I mean, as long yeah, as the church um, has been around. Yeah. The, you know, Protestant Reformation had a, had a big impact on Christmas. Um, Christmas. In fact, the Puritans, the Puritans hated Christmas, right? And they even outlawed Christmas in England during um, the time of after the um, English Civil War. And um, when Cromwell was in charge the, in the Puritans, uh, they actually outlawed Christmas. It was um, outlawed in the United States in the early, in the early days. Um, the, yeah, the English, the English um, inhabitants of the U.S. did not care for Christmas. It was, it was the German immigrants who brought a lot of that with them and the Dutch, of course, um, the Dutch are the number one fans of Saint Nicholas Sinterklaas. There, there's, um, they always have the biggest um, celebration it's, there. It's uh, since then has just spread and is yeah, now uh, yeah, because you know through the kind of U.S. melting pot and a couple of intentional like manipulations by guys like Washington Irving, and then later you have, um, of course, the famous "Twas the Night Before Christmas." I see. Mm -hmm. um, see Clement Moore, um, those really develop the character and you get a mishmash of, um, German figures like, um, there's a German, there's a German figure called the, um, the Belsnickel, which some people know because of the, the office, office, because of the yes. office, um, <laughs> because, yeah, and, uh, which is, so, um, that's a, that's a real thing. Um, so that was a real thing that wasn't made yeah, up for the show. No, that's that not was... made up for the show. So pe Pelts nickel Pelts either comes from the word, uh, Pelts, meaning fur, like, pe like pelt. Or else pelts in a word that means to to like to hit somebody to, to hit somebody. So and says, then, are you impish and, or, and then uh, or what yeah, is the, what is it impish or? But did they make that I, up? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But then uh, and then and then nickel is is Nicholas. So he's okay. either he's either furry Nicholas or he's beat you up Nicholas, right? But either Depending way, on if you're good so, or yeah. And there bad. seems to be and you know he comes with um, German immigrants, and that's why that's why it's in the office because Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania mm, uh, Dutch. Dutch. Um, and there's and he's the kind of he's the guy with the beard and the furry suit, right? Like obviously, if you look at the bishop Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Saint uh, Saint Nicholas, he's in bishop's robes, a mitre. He More carries legal. a staff. He's not he's not the he's not the jolly old elf dressed all in furs from his head to his foot, like in um, like in the poem, right? So the, um, that seems to bear an influence from you know German uh, German Belsnickel, and then of course you know again. German immigrants would break, would have brought in the name Chris Chris Kindle, which becomes Chris. It goes through it goes through it just, an evolution. Yeah. It's like Chris Kinkle at one point, and, and you know eventually becomes Chris Kringle. Um, All right. So 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of variations on you know Saint Nicholas, Father Christmas, Santa Claus, which are, you know, Father Christmas and Saint Nicholas are initially very distinct figures. Father Christmas was not a gift bringer originally. He was a metaphor for the 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 bounty and uh, celebration of Christmas. Right. He was not a kids figure. He was there for adults to drink and be eat drink and be merry right like and so um he, uh it's not until later that he kind of becomes a more children's figure and eventually now he's basically just santa claus right yeah but um you know besides the so most most countries have you know for christmas they have so that's the thing i want to we, we talked we've talked about santa we've gotten kind of a deep dive in that yeah i want to talk to you about another figure who in recent yeah. years has become more popular mm-hmm. they've had a few movies about him now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. randa have you heard of krampus Oh, no, I'm not. I'm <laughs> what do you mean? Check my Twitter. He's, yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to learn about Krampus okay, right okay, now. Okay, okay. He's yeah. in some countries, essentially like the the is he almost the anti Santa or well, the evil um, version of Santa? Yeah. How does that work? Well, yeah, that's another one where like the U.S. has taken the story and kind of made it their own kind of thing. Where t- where in America the you know the how do I put it? Like the storyline that makes sense is that he's the evil anti-Santa, right? He come he comes at Christmas to punish the the bad and whatever, right? That's kind of the storyline in um, the movie from the a couple of years yeah. ago. Um, that's not really how he is, right? Like I I think if you if you ask somebody in the U.S. who has heard of of Krampus or Krampus, um, what what he is, they would say, well, he's the he's the evil anti-santa he's from germany he comes at christmas he beats up bad people or he, he takes them in a basket to hell or whatever um those things are not exactly true okay right? so um so so, is, is, so did he originate in germany is that well kind of... uh ish. ish um he so the krampus and first of all um there's not just one right okay. there's dozens and dozens and dozens lots of different societies um, all have their own version and uh yes that's yeah. true um he's largely from alpine regions so um more austria um southern germany like bavaria yes but if you get i mean berlin they have no i mean they know now because it's you know because he's on american dad or you know yeah. on uh whatever <laughs> but like um but you know before before the big pop culture explosion of krampus like in berlin they don't know right like that's not that's not how they do christmas right that's that's dark weird catholic germany stuff right so, so even if people um, think like oh that's a german thing like not it's not all of it's germany, not really yeah. it's um so like bavaria yes austria yes um czech republic slovakia yes um hungary yes Th- those areas do have the krampus or a krampus like figure um with a similar name and um so, so give us an overview of what krampus now now that i know I'm, I'm, i've been saying it wrong well everyone says, says everyone, says, <laughs> everyone says krampus but um so he is um a kind of he looks like a demon or a devil he's yeah. a go- goat man usually he's got horns Usually goat hooves. Miranda's checking out the book yeah, you brought. Yeah, yeah. That. If you want, absolutely, you can flip through that if you like. Okay, um, but uh, uh, yeah, he's the he's a companion of Saint Nicholas. So first of all, he doesn't come on Christmas, right? Okay. He comes on Saint Nicholas Eve, December fifth, the night of December fifth, which is also known as Krampusnacht or Krampus Night. Um, and uh, in these Alpine regions, it's uh, still a custom. I mean, it was. Uh, it was made illegal by the by the Nazis and the fascists, and so it was only in the late 20th century that it came kind of had a resurgence in popularity, um, where young men, usually teens, they 
organized into groups uh, that are called uh, passes, like P-A-S-S, pass. And that's it's basically your Krampus club, and you have somebody there who can carve traditional or there's non-traditional now masks, um, and you wear big furry suits with bells, chains, and then on December 5th, you go through the street. There's a parade, or you in some regions, there's the, yeah, that's the there Chris Kendall go. there. Yep. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, in some regions, they'll even show up at your house, right? And they do a whole routine where it's like, are there children in the house? Are they good? Can they um, recite their prayers? And usually, um, a, a pass of, uh, of Krampus, Krampuses, Krampusa, um, are going to have a St. Nicholas with them, right? So there'll be one St. Nicholas and then 12 guys in Krampus costumes, right? Um, Krampi. Kr- yeah. Um, the, in German, the plural is Krampusa. But okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, they do they do parades. And, you know, those have spread. They're even in the U.S. Um, they have them throughout. I see, I see um, different cities that have uh, Krampus runs, as they call them. Um, and they... Some, of course, in the U.S., they're often focused around Christmas instead of St. Nicholas Day because because everything just shifts to that. Yeah, because ca- yeah, in the U.S., we don't understand St. Nicholas Day by and large, right? Um, Apparently not. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he's not. So he's a companion of St. Nicholas, right? His his job is yes, he's supposed to. He's the um, he's the stick to St. Nicholas's carrot, right? Um, where he he's supposed to frighten um, naughty children into behaving. So but, it's almost like St. His friend, where he's like, if you're not good. Uh, I'll have yeah. my buddy Krampus come take care right. of you. Right. So, so the way I try to explain it is that, um, whereas you know, people, uh, movies try to present Krampus as the villain of Christmas. I always say no. He's the he's the Batman of Christmas, right? Because his <laughs> his job is to his job is to use fear to to um, frighten the superstitious into straightening up, right? Um, and so. Uh, yeah, this is still still a tradition, but like it is it is region and time specific. So like I was just in Germany, I did not see a Krampus. I saw I saw one stall in one market that I went to that had masks that a guy had made. But um Bavaria, I was in Munich, which is, you know, the capital of Bavaria. And that's where I would have expected to see some, but apparently we missed them by a few days, you know, cuz they they were there at St. Nicholas Day, and we were there, you know, like the, uh, you know, the 18th or something, you know, so we'd missed it by a couple of weeks. So we, d- so other than a couple of um, masks that I saw in person, I didn't see, I didn't see Krampus stuff. So what has caused it to, to kind of resurge in America? Because I, I didn't know anything about uh, Krampus before, I don't know, 10 years ago. And yeah. then I feel like it slowly started to <laughs> well, pop I, back up. Moran is literally learning about it today. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's, it's just one of those things where like, and I'm glad December 5th is over. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's one of those things where just like, I think, uh, in the U S some people are kind of tired of the commercialized aspects of Christmas and they're looking for something that's a little more subversive and what's more subversive than a Christmas demon that comes and <laughs> yeah. puts children in a basket or whatever. And so, you know, around that time, yeah, like around 10 years ago, you have, um, books like this. I have, um, this is uh, Krampus, the devil of Christmas by, um, Monty Beauchamp, or it might be pronounced Beecham. I don't know, but, um, but it's a collection of, uh, Krampus postcards, which were hugely popular in the late 19th century um, and early 20th century up until about uh, World War One, right? Huh. Um, and uh, they were, because, you know, postcards were 
invented basically in the 19th century, and they suddenly became a really popular way to uh, communicate with each other. And so people would send them for all sorts of reasons, and you end up with all sorts of really weird uh, postcards. My friend uh, Craig, who runs the website uh, Weird Christmas, his bread and butter is posting weird Victorian Christmas postcards, um, including a bunch of Krampus cards. And so these were things that people would send to each other around the holidays, just like mm-hmm. here's a yep. demon eating a child. Yep. And so the and so the common so the common um, greeting on the front is Grus von Krampus, which just means greetings from the Krampus. Um, you can see it on probably eighty percent of the the postcards. Um, and uh, some of them will have little uh, poems and things. Some of them are a um, little cheekier than others. They show kind of Krampus flirting with the ladies or whatever. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's just a more straightforward, like... like a Grinch-like character? Yeah, like... Yeah, kind of. I mean... It's like you, a, you, I can, mean <laughs> you can party with the Krampus. <laughs> yeah, like... Sure, he loves schnapps. Oh, that's what that makes sense. That's what that's um, if you see if you see the Krampus, toast him with some schnapps. That's that's what he likes. There you um, go, Randy. You should have some of those around the house. I need some. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so uh, you know these postcards were starting to be published. You know, ten fifteen years ago, and that coincided with appearances on I don't know the Venture Brothers and Colbert Report and other other shows. And I I think there was just kind of a critical mass of a select kind of culture yeah. touching on it at a time where people were wanting something weirder and darker from Christmas. And I, I, and I think, you know, for Krampus, it just, it just blew up, but like Krampus is not even the only like companion of St. Nicholas. Cause again, it's, it's restricted to a pretty um, specific region, geographical region. Whereas um, in other parts, he has other, uh, St. Nicholas has other darker companions, connect through Precht, which is he's a popular one in Germany. He's um, that just means farmhand Rupert, basically. He's um, <laughs> this is not Fred Rupert. So he he just looks like a. Um, I mean, he's not a demon guy. He's just a, a dude, but he wears like dirty monk's robes, and um, and uh, and that that kind of thing is not uncommon um, in Switzerland. Um, Schmutzli is his name, which is like dirty, like schmutz, right? <laughs> okay. And um, so he's another guy where he's just he's just a dude in dirty robes. Um, I thought um, the Tooth Fairy and uh, yeah, I was gonna say Jack I remember Frost. the movie where it was like yeah, Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, all yeah, buddies. Jack Frost. They were yeah. all, but I'm guessing that's that's not the similar. I uh, think on the same, same yeah, crowds. yeah, but not uh, yeah, not quite there. They didn't uh, the, uh, Rise of the Guardians, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah that's so. Yeah, that movie doesn't really touch much on international stuff except for the except for the thing where they have the um in France there's the mouse that's the tooth fairy, which is a real which is a real thing. But otherwise like um otherwise they kind of stuck to the American version of things in that movie. I still like that movie pretty much. But I was thinking about Santa Claus three, which I watched oh, three yeah. times yesterday. So yeah. but yeah, they all uh so 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 for someone like you, yeah. when you see the commercialized version now, mm-hmm. is it annoying or are you just kind of happy it's still being it's still um, around and growing well i don't want to say annoying but i mean I, I do i do wish that a more accurate version was get was um was being presented you know in american pop culture like people ask me how you know the movie krampus they're like what did you think of it i was like i think it's a great movie really funny and really fun i think it's a terrible representation of what Krampus actually is. It's like me with the first Punisher movie with Thomas Jane. Yeah. I enjoyed that as a movie, but that's not the Punisher. As, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of it's a lot it's a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
You know what I'm talking about, Marine. No. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. But that makes sense. You so, just gotta so, get a little older, and then you'll be in my. Country. So like, uh, people are being exposed to it, but obviously, the hope is that maybe if they're interested in it, they'll look it up and they'll see. You know. Yeah. Hope. Yeah. Hopefully, and hopefully they'll specifically look up things that I wrote. And then, um, <laughs> that helps too. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, can we go some like super weird? Like I'm, I think I feel like we've hovered around Saint Nicholas and Santa Claus. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. Super weird. I don't know what how much time you're you looking know, but to. We, we got a few more minutes. Yeah. Let's right. go super weird. Um, um, so oh, Miranda may have to leave, but that's okay. Right. Okay. Well, so completely going away from anything remotely Santa Claus style. Other another gift giver um, in uh, Catalonia, in Spain, um, they have a uh, they kids there get their presents from a figure known as the Tío de Nadal, which means the Christmas log. It's all, it's also known <laughs> it's also known as um, the Cagatío, which means um, the poop log. <laughs> Um, and, uh, how it works is it's a little log. It's like this, you know, about a foot long, probably it has a face painted on one end and it wears a little hat, kind of a traditional, uh, Catalan peasant's hat. And, um, over the back of it, you drape a big blanket and starting on December 8th, the children start to start to feed the log. Right. Um, and then on Christmas day, with uh, what? well, I don't know. Whatever, fruit, whatever, whatever fruit, yeah. Like shove it into the log. I mean, not really. Like, you okay. just you you know For the same the same way the yeah. same way you feed a baby okay. doll, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, baby. yeah. Okay. And uh, so uh, and then on Christmas, you the kids take sticks and they start singing a song, um, which the reason it's called uh, the poop log is because that's the words of the song. It's like poop log, poop um, nougats, poop fruit. Don't poop herrings. They're too salty. Um, this is the song. And, uh, and and as they sing the song to the rhythm of the song, they hit the they hit the log with the sticks. And then when they're done with the song, they pull back the blanket that was covering the log's butt, right? And then the log has pooped out candies there's, and nuts. There's a present. And, pres- oh. and so, like, and so like oh. again, traditionally, it would be, like, little nougat cakes and um, and that kind of stuff. But now, like... And this, I mean, again, this is completely real. Go to, you can go to YouTube and you can find, you can find kids. I watched. Ooh, pooped I, out an iPad. Yes, exactly. I saw, I saw a video of a kid where the log pooped out like an Xbox. And I was like, wow, amazing. What did they, what did they feed this log? That was kind of cool. But, um, yeah. So like, uh, you know, you've got that. It's uh, almost like an interactive Christmas tree instead of just waiting. Like you're, yeah. you're doing something to help it. Yeah, that's right. Along. That's right. Um, also, <laughs> Spain has Spain has a large number of like autonomous and semi-autonomous communities where like they have their own language or dialect or whatever, and they have their own thing. Because like in Spain, the the main gift giving holiday is not Christmas; it's um, Epiphany, Three Kings Day. And so for them, the three kings come, and that's that's a whole thing. But in like um, areas like Cantabria and Asturias and the Basque Country, they have other gift giving figures um that include um one of my favorites uh the apalpador um who's from uh, galicia and his name means like the patter the guy who f- feels by touching right and okay. um and his thing is at uh during the night on christmas eve while the kids are sleeping he walks up to them and he pats their bellies oh to listen to see if they're full or empty and then um, my kids would lo- never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then if um, if their bellies are empty, then he leaves them a big uh, big pile of chestnuts. <laughs> oh, so you have to go to bed hungry, really. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, or if you're full, then he'll say something like, oh, "May it may it be so for the rest of the year." And then he'll also leave you chestnuts, okay. but um, and toys as well. But the chestnut, I like the idea of the big pile of chestnuts. <laughs> um, 
yeah, uh, in the Basque Country, Olancero is a um, the last of a race of giants, and um, and he's the he's the gift bringer. He carves everything out. He's he works as a, a coal burner during the year, and then he carves toys. Um, in Asturias, it's um, Angulero, which means the eel fisherman, and their so their gift bringer is a guy who um, spends the year. Um, fishing eels and then he sells all the eels and uses the money to buy presents <laughs> for kids and, and, and so there they make their Christmas trees out of like nautical accessories like uh, nets and anchors and things okay. um, alright yeah I, I, it's, well, it just gets weirder from there no I, 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 I love it I, I think it just kind of lets people know that while you know you may have grown up with Santa Claus all around the world there's all kinds of interesting stuff yeah, going on yeah absolutely what happens on your Christmas morning on you my, know all this my Christmas morning, um, usually in my, uh, usually on Christmas morning, I'm I'm at my parents' house where um, even Santa Claus is too far afield. We do we definitely have Jesus Christmas at my at my parents' house. But in in my own personal house, I currently have um, I have some Funko Pops. I have they just I have two Krampus Funko Pops. I have Santa, I have Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus. I have an Icelandic figurine of. Um, the Yule Cat, which is an Icelandic, it's a giant cat that will eat you if you don't get new clothes for Christmas. That's there you go. Uh, that's real. Um, and then next to that, I have um, I just bought at the in Germany um, a Yule goat, which is the um, which is a straw figurine meant to represent um, yeah, like a Christmas. Oh, before we leave, goat. yeah, tell 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 Miranda about the goat, the, the straw goat. You're yeah, the, me about. It's uh, one of the my Evla, favorite stories. The goat. Okay, I did want to. Yeah, good. I did want to talk about the Evla goat. So, um, in the Swedish town of Yevla, which is spelled G A V L E, um, they so the tr- the traditional Swedish Christmas decoration, like the number one thing, is this Yule goat. It's a little um, goat made out of straw with like big curly horns, and it's got like red ribbons around it. Um, in this city of Yevla, they built for the past 50 plus years, they built an enormous one. I don't know, 40, 50 feet high, right? Out of just like bales of hay Pictures and straw. Very impressive. Um, and so when he told me about this, the first thing I said was like, oh, well, why wouldn't somebody set that on fire? Yeah. Yeah. And that is what has happened. About 80% of the time, um, someone someone breaks in and sets fire to the Yevla goat. Um, and and, and uh, so. There's actually, if you go to Wikipedia, you can find, they have a chart of what happens. <laughs> which years it's been burned. Well, yeah, which, which years, years it's been burned, which years people have run into it uh, with cars. Um, here's, a, here's a picture of it if you want to see. Yeah, there it is. So there, oh, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. It's, enor- yeah it's enormous. And yeah, you could just light that yeah. thing up one, yeah. one little match. Um, fortun- it has fortunately survived the last three years. Hopefully, That's a pretty uh, good record. Yeah, it's it's one of the longest streaks I think in history. <laughs> I mean, you can see there's a lot of, there's a lot of fences and gates. And yeah. Stuff to keep people out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can get them online for like your own, I guess. Is that what you have? Um, I have, uh, I, I, yeah, I bought one in, uh, in Germany from a, a stall. It was not that much. It was like four euros basically. Um, there you go. Well, but yeah, you should be able to, you should be able to buy them. Yeah. set of three for like $25. Yeah. There you go. Get you, they're, you they're able to cool. go to put on the your outside. tree. Yeah. I, um, I think it's a cool decoration. I like, I like them. Um, so you have a poop log at home. I do have a poop log. Um, Here we go. Yeah, I found it. Awesome. The timeline from 1966 to 69 survived. December 31st, 69 fire. <laughs> There's a whole lot of fire here. Yeah. Oh, this is, um, wait, in 1970, the date of destruction, six hours after construction. Yeah. It lasted six hours. Six hours. Before yeah. somebody set it on fire. Those people that put it together like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this one, 1979, uh, prior to assembly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there some, like, 
flame retardant you could put on? I mean, um, I think I, maybe they have, and okay. they, they actually um, they they've started building like a um, a second a second one at, like a second one, yeah, at like After a children's museum or science museum or something. And again on December twentieth. So this one they burned both of them. Yeah, I think this year I, this year the second one has been burned, but the but the big one the main one is still. I think is this still year we good. should toast to the Yule law or the Yule goat <laughs> makers they've yeah. got the worst job. Uh, yeah. 2019 currently standing. Double sensed. 24 yeah. hour CCTV. I have two guards patrol around the goat frequently, 24 hours a day, along with the K9 unit. Yeah. So I follow. So I follow. I follow the Yevlik goat on Twitter and Instagram. So I'm trying to keep up with. Uh, in, oh, you know. So that's neat. So 2016 was the last year it was burned. Yeah. Destroyed by an arsonist equipped with petrol on its inauguration day. Petrol's just gas. Oh right, I was with you on that. Yeah. One. Uh, just hours after its 50th birthday party. Organizers said they would not rebuild the guilt this year. The 21-year-old was sentenced to probation. Oh, all right. Oh. <laughs> I got fined roughly 100,000 sec, whatever the, the currency is. Uh, the exactly. evidence mainly revolved around a hat that the perpetrator dropped during his escape, and the DNA matched it with a 21-year-old local. But it was replaced by the smaller Natural Science Club goat built by local high school students. Oh. Yeah. This goat was later hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I guess it was uh, I, I have no idea, but that's wow. All right, well, I think that's the place to end the podcast. There, all so right. the Evil Goat, your uh, one of your favorite things, one yeah. of your favorite traditions. Yeah, I do like that one a lot. Yeah. All right, well, but you know, if people want to learn more about this, what's the best way to uh, to discover that? Um, well, you can always fi- you can find me find find me on on Twitter or Tumblr. Find me on t- twi- find me on Twitter, Benito underscore Serino. Okay. Um, you can and you can ask me. Anything, and I, I've probably written about it at some point. So um, we kind of really just scratched the surface. Yeah, I was going to say, I know, you, could, you, could, you could go for hours on <laughs> I this. Could definitely so. do, I could definitely do hours. So um, if you want to know about a specific place or a specific custom or anything, we didn't talk about uh, the Mari Lewid, the singing skeletal horse of Wales. Um, if you want to know about that kind of stuff, uh, hit me up on Twitter, Benito underscore Serino, um, or Tumblr, Benito-Serino.tumblr.com. You can find me there. Um, and... Uh, and I write about all all sorts of stuff all the time. Um, also, you can, your um, garbage Christmas playlist always a favorite. Yes, around um, my house. on on YouTube, I have um, I have multiple garbage Christmas playlists of the absolute worst, worst of the worst Christmas music I could find. There's like the Pokemon uh, Christmas, and it's kind of funny because you'll have the Pokemon Christmas song, and then you'll have just like Grandma got run over by a reindeer, and then it'll be just like an Ernest Kathy Lee Gifford song. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just awful. Honestly, it's not just it's not the Kathy Lee; it's the Regis. I okay. think that really <laughs> that really true. drives that one into garbage territory. Silver Bells mm. by Kath, uh, yeah. Regis and Kathy Lee. Um, yeah, so you can yeah that's on uh, that's on YouTube. You can find you can find those playlists there. Um, well, everybody. And uh, my podcast, Apocrypha House. Yeah. There um, we go. Our Christmas, our Christmas episode just went up yesterday. Um, it is about uh, the Infancy Gospel of Thomas, one of our most requested books to cover. Um, so well. that just that just went up. And also uh, our Hanukkah episode also went up uh, recently, where we did the book of Third Maccabees. Um, but we have covered First and Second Maccabees as well. If you want to learn about um, how how the Jews triumphed over a horde of drunken elephants. Please listen to our podcast. There you go. Always interesting stuff to learn. Thanks. Well, there you go, everybody. I hope you learned something. I know Miranda learned something. She didn't even know who Krampus was before this, or Krampus, depending on oh. what part of the world you're from. Mm. Andrea? Big debate. <laughs> Big debate. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. The winner of this year's side draft, Kelsey Mattingly. I love it. She's going to be so happy. And I was asking Victor, you know, 
he was kind of filling me in on how the results were coming in. And he says that somebody may have campaigned a little bit to come out on top. <laughs> All I know is on Facebook, I saw a lot of the votes and they um, had Mattingly in the, in the last name or they were someone who I knew was related Rock or connected Castle to Rockcastle County. But, you know, we, we said some people could do their own campaign if they wanted. Hey, she um, worked for it. She got it. Yeah, I was surprised at first because... The results were kind of flip-flopped from what I was expecting. Kelsey at first was winning on Twitter, but Kristen was winning... On Facebook? On Facebook. And I, just based on how those audiences are, I thought that it might be a little bit different, but um, then eventually Kelsey caught up oh. on Facebook, overtook her. Pulled uh, ahead. Just a reminder, Kristen Kennedy's menu, because everybody had turkey and Elevated. ham. Elevated. Sweet potato casserole, roasted Brussels sprouts in a mm. cast iron pan, yeast rolls, peppermint meringue cookies... Four-layer chocolate cake and a dark beer. She took us on a journey. I was a excited about that. culinary journey. And then Kelsey's was just very classic. Mac and cheese, stuffing, green bean casserole, pecan pie, pumpkin pie, and some cider. Keep it simple, stupid. And that did it. There you go. You know what I mean? That's a, <laughs> that is a saying for a reason. So there we go. Congratulations to Kelsey. Uh, you win the grand prize. Of nothing. Bragging <laughs> <laughs> <Rocking> rights. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there we go. Um, Miranda, do you have anything going on? You just call me Miranda. Miranda. Well, I just said, oh sorry. Gosh. I just sat here with Miranda for a while. That's and now true. I was, this is Andrea again, by the way. Andrea, I was distracted because I was going to pull something else up that I, I did. I wanted to know, I wanted to get your honest opinion. Do you know the comedian Kamel Nanjani? Yeah. Oh, hottie. Did you see those pictures? Yes, he's ripped all It made of me sudden. feel really bad about myself because I was like, oh, because I, I just knew him as the. Hope. Maybe that's what, well, no, because he even says on those pictures, like, oh, yeah. he's only able to do it because he's in a Marvel movie and they're paying for his trainers and his food and all that other right. stuff. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah, but I did. I was like, oh, well, all right. I he guess I need to. Great. It, it, I, I, I was not ready. I need to put, yeah, I need to put down the donut. That's, I was just like, oh, I need to put this down. And it, it also made me feel weird because before even all that happened, I think uh, Mandy kind of has a little crush on him beforehand. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, I like him. I like his stuff. And so then I saw those pictures. I was like, oh, I got to make sure she didn't see this. this. <laughs> this is uh-uh. going to be bad. Hey, everybody gets a hall pass, right? Uh, well, maybe not. I don't no, think that's actually a fair statement at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, if she got one. Well, um, I'll keep that in mind. You think Camille would be her, her hall pass? Oh, I don't know. Um, the guy who was in Rogue One, she really, I don't know what she that really is. liked him. The Star Wars movie. Uh, well, have you, know you seen what? the new Star Wars? I, I did. Of I course saw you it. did. <laughs> what am I saying? Well, I'm a, you know, we've got a kid. You, ne- you never know. It took me a while to see the Avengers movies, um, the most recent one. But I did. Uh, no spoilers here. I will just say I enjoyed it, but I think I need to see it again. It's a very mm. complicated movie, very complicated oh. legacy. Well, we talked about going this weekend, and I said I, I need to recap first because it's been a while since I've watched, so I want to make sure I, I know about all the moving parts and can at least have a, a decent knowledge going in if it is that complicated. <laughs> so there you go. That's probably for the best. Um, and so then next week's episode, I'm looking forward to, you and I are going to go over the top 10 of 2019. What if we have matching ones? Well. Okay. What are the parameters? It could be anything. Anything. So each of you and I, we are each going to pick five things okay. that we loved from this year. Okay. And then we'll just go back and forth. I've and thought these about will be this a little bit. Our top ten things. Yeah, this is going to be tough. I know you're going to be surprised by this. One of mine is a food item. No. Um, but it's it's uh, not probably not a food item you're thinking of. Um, there's some movies in there. There's some just events, just life events. Do you have ten or stories? Five? I've got five written down so far. Okay. Are we doing um, five and five or ten and ten? We're doing five and five because okay, if cool. we did ten and ten, 
that take forever. Be a very long podcast. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you all get to listen to us figure that out. And um, I was I was going to put some slops in there too, things I didn't like during the year. But instead, I'm just going to give one of those right now. Burger King tacos. I think it's a big thumbs down. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you all have tried one or saw one. I don't know if they even still had them. I bet they don't. But I decided to try one whenever they came out. And oh boy. Not great. I think they were going for the Jack in the Jack in the Box style tacos. If you're not from um, around here, Jack in the Box has tacos that they basically deep fry in the factory and then send to the restaurant i think they deep fry them again for a few seconds open mm. them up throw in some lettuce and that's basically the taco lovely yeah and so these the pictures of them were not good it was just Ugh. it was bad it was a disaster so that's well, my big thumbs down okay for the well, year in the spirit of festivus which is the day oh, we're yeah, recording we are this, airing some grievances i'm gonna air a grievance too okay. and mine is twitter yeah? Yes. I still have not gotten my blue check mark, <laughs> and I'm very offended. I have, like, tried twice, and everybody else in the newsroom has no issues, but for some reason, mine just will not get approved. So I'm just some some nobody. I can't believe they wouldn't on. give you a blue check mark. I know. Andrew. I'm like, if I anybody deserves one. It's not me, but <laughs> I think I do. But uh, also, the fact that they still haven't let us edit our tweets That's is pretty very frustrating for me as well. I, I still haven't been able to get... Come on, Twitter. Just regular at Victor Puente, so if you'll, ha- you'll have to say hi to the Victor Puente if you want to <laughs> reach out to me online. I love it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we've got going on. Do you have a, a favorite thing this year, or do you just want to save it all for... Let's save it. Or for, for favorite favorite thing. Um, I will say, you and I both have Disney Plus now. Yes. I got it through Verizon, thankfully. That is, um, well, we, we just had to pay for it the old-fashioned way. Well, but. that means that I get all the Marvel movies, Victor mm-hmm. has pointed out. <laughs> that was one of the Finally, first things he said. I uh, One of the first things I watched. No excuses. <laughs> there you go. No, that's, I'm going to expect a full report. Oh, gosh. Uh, one of the first things I watched was The Flight of the Navigator, oh. a, movie, a Disney movie from the 80s that I enjoyed about a um, young boy who uh, travels forward in time mm-hmm. and then he's kind of stuck in time and then watching it it was a lot slower than I remembered and not that much actually happens but for some reason I still enjoyed it and I watched the whole thing sometimes that happens it could just be pure nostalgia but yeah well, Flight of the Navigator that's my favorite thing this this week if you have uh, Disney Plus go watch that alright fine I'll, I'll give you one and it's that Togo is finally getting yeah made. oh I meant to talk to you about that yes. So because one of the things I've been putting the, our older episodes up on um as just an, its own feed for people who just want to find that. Uh, we're catching up. We'll, we'll eventually just sync up to where they're both at the same time. But as a result, I've been listening to our older yes. episodes just to see how they sound and stuff. My Alaskan adventure. And so you, during your Alaskan adventure, you talk about Togo, the wolf that did not get enough credit from what? Pogo or what Malamute? What was the other dog's name? Balto. Balto. Oh, there we go. Balto got all the glory, but Togo did most of the work. There you Not go. saying that Balto doesn't deserve glory because he definitely does, but Togo did the lion's well, share the of this mission. So when I was zipping through Disney Plus, I see Togo, like the untold true story. I know. I thought, what? And so then I, I sent you a message and I was, or I posted it on your Facebook. I was very excited for you. And I am excited. This is long overdue. <laughs> Justice for Togo. During Christmas, I'm sure you will be sitting at home watching Togo. Is it out? Yeah, it's out. It's on Disney ah! Plus. Okay, it's, it's, it's got on. Willem Dafoe in it. Oh, and he's great. I yeah. was like, dang, that's a that's yeah. a get right there. They got there. a name. I love it. I'm so, so there we excited. Go. Both of our likes this week. Everyone watch Togo. Togo, Disney Plus, um, Flight of the Navigator. Say hi to Andrea on Facebook and Twitter. Say hi to me. And you know what? If you see me out shopping, come up and say hi. I had a few people. I was um, at Kohl's the other day. 
so came cute. up and said hi. And that was very nice. You're famous. Well, no, I don't get it that often. That's why it was nice. I'm oh like, my oh. Gosh. Well, it's funny. Somebody actually said something to my mom the other day because I guess she had a picture of me up on her computer or something. And they were just like, oh, is that the girl from the news? And they go, your mama, Lindsay? They're like, you're the most famous mom in all of central Kentucky. Because I talk about her so much on the morning show. So she... That's funny. <laughs> you may not recognize her by name, but, but the mama, Lindsay. She's made a name for herself. All right. Well, I'll start talking about Mama Bonnie, too. There you go. And we so, still need to have them on the podcast. Yeah. Well, we'll, do that. we'll, we'll plan on that for Mother's Day next year. We'll try to make it. that happen. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Bye. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs>